0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 201. I think I'm going to actually start saying the episode name now. Oh, and already we're getting internet fuck-ups. Damn it! Sorry, my language, but already the internet's not happy. Like, right out the gate. Um, Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your complaining co-host, Brian. And joining me, as always, is your not-so-complaining co-host, Jim. Much cooler cucumber than I am.
1: Oh, did you say elite? What? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. No.
2: There was
0: a small now patch. For that today. There was a small patch for that today. Uh also joining us is your co-host Hunter.
2: What up, everybody?
0: Also joining us is uh guest co host, friend of the show, chief of security uh, a little of everything at this point, a little of everything a pinch of this, uh, so of that, uh, spaz. Hello, and uh, also joining us from Strasbourg. Is that in France?
3: Technically, it's in France
0: because you said EU, and I'm like, that's not a country, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about geography, but I know that isn't a country. Uh, so I looked it up, and it looked like it was like in France, but like near Spain a little bit. No, no, no. no? Germany. Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, my brain.
3: Whoo, Basically, gone today. we have switched sides about every 50 years. We were French, then German, then French, <laughs> then German. That's why we have a strong European identity.
0: <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome, actually. Well, welcome to the show. Oh God, uh, Rogelio, Rogelio, I'm, uh, there's, you said there's also a Go Spanish and era. a French. You said there's a Spanish and a French way to say it, Martinez. That's easier to say. Um, this con this uh, topic was. I'm going to call you Raj. Uh, this topic was Raj's idea. Um, Uh, Because you're working on an as of yet unnamed space fighter game, and you're like, you guys, and you were like, you guys should talk about the mechanics of the two still best games in this in this uh, category, Tie Fighter and Free Space Two. I'm like, yeah, I could talk about those games all day (laughs) and all night and all day again. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about tonight Uh, on the stream. We have uh, an entry of Free Space Two playing. Um, now I have said many times that free space Two I still feel is the pinnacle of, um, of space dog fighting. It really is even fifth. No. Oh my God. What is it? 18 yeah, years. Oh God. 18 years. Oh God. <laughs> it came out almost 18 years ago. You guys. Yep. <sighs> oh. okay.
2: Nothing like a good old podcast to sober you up and make you feel old.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, 1999.
2: Take, uh, take the onion off your belt, my friend.
0: Yeah, but then <laughs> But then Ty Fire, the other uh king of the hill, Hell yeah. Uh is 24? No, 23 years old at this point. Just about. Yeah, that came out in
3: 94 j- if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, July, so the- July of
0: July of 94, I believe is when that one came out. Um, so yeah, it's been roughly about two-ish decades for both games, uh, give or take. And yeah, I mean, there have been other, uh, now we're not talking about, uh, dogfighting games with realistic physics like I War or Terminus. Those are great in their own way, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the kind of dogfighting that Star Wars made popular, which it's commonly known as uh, World War Two in space.
1: It's, um, it's the old Yankin Bank.
0: Yeah, pretty much Yankin Bank. Uh, th- well, it's, but some some games fly like a desk,
1: and some games fly yeah. like an airplane. Yeah, we're
0: not gonna we're not, not gonna talk different. about the yeah. Uh,
1: well, no, but there but there's okay. So you okay. have the elite thing, where very much mm-hmm. like an airplane, left and right will roll you. Yeah. Right. And then you pull back on the stick to bring the nose up. Okay. And then, uh, but for so many years we played space games where it, it was different. It was the X wing and wing commander model of, you know, left and right. You actually, that yaws the ship and then the nose up and down. So it's more like you're using the stick to aim the crosshair. And those are the games that are actually much, much better with a mouse. Than, That's fair. You know, like it, they, they lend themselves better to that because if you try to fly elite with a mouse, I can't really do it. I so can't well. do it either. There are people I, who are masters of that yeah. stuff. Like they, they, whenever I go into the arena and fight people, the guy that whips my ass will always be a mouse and keyboard guy. But
0: still, <laughs>
1: you know, yeah, well, um, well, same, same, same deal in War Thunder, too.
0: Oh, really? I know a couple. Oh, yeah. I know at least one or two guys. And one of the reasons I got this because I saw them doing it. They use a Microsoft Strategic Commander. Remember that thing, the, the oh, kind yes. of mouse-looking thing? Yeah, I I, 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 I bought know. one. I bought one because these guys were using it for like the lateral thrust and whatnot, and using the mouse uh-huh. to like for pitch and yaw and all that. And so, yeah. so
1: an, another thing that you can do that's the the same deal, it just doesn't have buttons on it, mm-hmm. is the space mouse, which is like ninety nine bucks. You can you can buy them stupidly expensive, but the entry is like ninety nine bucks. I've never. What is this thing? it's the space mouse and it looks like uh it's like a a metal base that sits on your desk and like a knob that made out of rubber and it's kind of hourglass shaped so you can grip it oh. and you can push it up and down and then move it and twist it so it's it's more meant for people that are doing like 3D CAD work
0: this is totally what they use in the this, this is totally what they use in the expanse for the Rosinante yeah, this is totally what they use for that
3: it's exactly the prop.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm looking right at. it. I'm like, oh my god, that's what Alex uses to fly the Rosinante. like, and it makes Which so much sense. Which is pretty fair
3: because it is actually something made to move in three direction.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's it's it. It looks kind of awesome. Like I kind of want one, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, like yeah, I, I don't think I think for a while we like weren't. Until to- until X Wing, I guess we were used to the kind of um, elite slash uh, wing commander kind of flight models, but then uh, then X Wing, I think X Wing really improved upon what we had already played with um, with the wing commander games because it just felt better. Like it felt like you like 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 you said, you intuitive
3: felt like- would be the word.
0: Yeah, it felt a lot more intuitive. That's a good word for it. You felt like, uh, like in Wing Commander, you basically felt like you were moving kind of a desk across a room. Like, it it felt really wooden.
1: Well, well, the reason why is because in TIE Fighter and X-Wing, they introduce a little bit of roll in with the yaw. So you're still yawing, but it also rolls, and it gives you a completely different feeling about
3: it. Right. I'm um, calling that the, the 3D car, actually. It is like driving a car, but you have a third freedom axis.
0: Oh, I can see that.
3: Because when you fair. are turning, it, it tilts you because it's a suspension that is working. This is what makes it intuitive because you are used to drive to drive cars and it makes it
0: Oh. Feel
3: way more intuitive than a plane. No one of well, I, I I guess that nobody between us has ever flown a plane, but we all driven a car, and this feeling I think it is uh, uh, it is part of the key.
0: No, I think you're right. So, there is an intuitive so you can, like you you like. I'm sorry, just one second. Like you're leaning into the turn. It's kind of exactly. like it's it's kind of making you feel like you're leaning into the turn with your body. And it's kind of simulating that, and that's—you're probably right. That's why it feels so much more intuitive in in Tie Fighter and Free Space than it does in any of the Wing Commander games, really. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? You,
1: you just reminded me of the Star Car from last Starfighter. Uh, it's just like somebody needs to put that thing in a game.
0: I still want one. I, I still or want a Star Car. Put
2: it in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, that that would work. But well, then then you'd have to wait for the space expansion.
0: No, you just like make it fly, you know. Make it fly. Oh, okay. I'd be fine with that. I I would I would so play GTA today, right now, if they had a star car. And folks, if you don't know what we're talking or, about, why are you listening to this podcast? Seriously, go watch the last one. Or you can just like
2: mod, mod it into like uh you know, freelancer
0: or... you know what we there's so, some
2: devs we can talk to and just say, so, Hey, put the star car
0: in. There's so many other ships in mod for freelancer. Like I played Serenity a while back which was weird because it had guns, you know? So that was kind of like stupid rednecks don't even know a transport, don't got guns on it. Uh, <laughs> um, so that was weird, but kind of fun. Like, ooh, I'm flying around Serenity. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone made a Star Car. I think I did yeah, play Speaking like,
1: of Serenity, a gun where the hell is that game?
0: It's never happened. Been- it's never. No. Oh, you no. mean the game more? Oh, yeah, from there's Spark Club. Home. It died. It's dead. It's it's we haven't heard anything in what? Three years?
1: Yeah, they well, they were doing all their stuff on Mech Runner, and I don't think Mech Runner really did all that great. Um but I haven't heard nothing. And uh, and oh. they're here. They're in oh. town.
2: Wow. I um I just googled Firefly MMO and Firefly Online, keep dot I get a privacy error when I try to go to that one.
0: Oh no! That's
2: probably not... could could be could be a certificates out of, but it looks like they weren't updated for like almost two years.
0: Yeah, I that's never a good sign. I think the, the last time we heard from them was maybe yeah, two or three years ago. We haven't heard from yeah, them. Yeah, well, here's in, yeah, in here's their
2: subreddit. You go to their subreddit, and the last post. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Jesus.
0: Okay, well. What? What? What?
2: Uh, I guess people are asking like why is Firefly online gone dark? Like no one's really saying
3: anything. There's <laughs> very talk of a gag order or something like that.
0: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man, that sucks. I mean, that be uh, yeah, a-
3: their last
1: post on Facebook was April of 2016.
0: Oof. That Apparently recently-
2: they've been given a gag order, like they really have. Oh my god! They, last post, last post, they were like, "We're not allowed to say anything," and then they're done. Oh huh.
0: well, I guess it is dead. Oh well, I I mean, I first there was one company that was going to do one back in like two thousand six, and that never happened. So I I didn't have much um, I didn't have much hope for this one either, you know, because it's such a weird license. Like Universal has some of it, and Fox has some of it. Yeah, you know, it's such a weird. Oh
2: point. yeah, no, it's uh, the the rumor is it's a gag order from Fox.
0: Hmm. Oh,
1: you mean like Fox, Fox, is, killed it basically. Fox is killing it because like they didn't have permission from Fox, they had it from somebody else.
2: Right? I don't, I don't know that, but I uh, know that. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, it's probably probably holding it hostage for
2: money.
3: Oh well, sounds Ax- like Fox. Axonar. Ax- if Fox wanted money from this list license, okay. they know what they should do.
0: Animated series, animated series,
3: any series, <laughs> any series. Hey, you 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 could create any content in the Firefly universe, and it would sell like uh, cupcakes. Probably, this
0: is I'd see, I'd watch Firefly: The Next Generation. Absolutely, or Firefly Two Thousand. No, that doesn't work. Uh,
2: <laughs> Firefly Universe. Firefly. Firefly Atlantis. Or Firefly Effect. Ugh. Oh,
0: well. uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> like a like a mass effect but a uh,
0: butterfly i uh, do that i thought you're talking butterfly effect no what why what i don't no. know Fire, fly effect but uh, anyway
2: <laughs> mass oh
3: yeah <laughs> I, I just got the fly effect joke
0: it wasn't much of one don't worry about it yeah but yeah, I think you're right, is that one of the ways um, that, like, especially TIE Fighter and, and Free Space feel more intuitive is you definitely feel more connected uh, with your craft than you do in, like, Wing Commander. Because, probably because of that intuitive uh, slight roll where you feel like your body's into it, like you guys just uh, talked about. And I I think it's not just rolling and turning, but it's also, like, like, moving forward, like... Like in some games your craft feels so slow or it feels like it takes forever to get anywhere or or you never feel just fast enough but here like you're never even when you're in a bomber it never takes too long to get to where you need to go. You know and and you could always put your some power to engines to speed you up if you really need to move faster. So so it's I I think uh forward movement is also another key ingredient here. Because it doesn't take too long to get to your next target. So it keeps the action moving rather than, like, this downtime where are like, oh, oh. <laughs> Go to the next waypoint.
2: Go to the next waypoint. Nothing's there. Go to the next waypoint. Yeah. Nothing's there.
0: Nothing. Thanks. That's great. Yeah, I guess that's true. These games don't have that sort of thing. Like, every – that's a good point. Every mission – is self-contained like there's no go to waypoint a go to waypoint b blah 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 Check here's the mission area go do your goddamn thing <laughs> so i i guess in terms of movement there's also the movement of not making you wait for the action
3: the action and, comes to you actually
0: yeah it really does it really does. Like, you're like, oh, I'm just going to escort this convoy. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: well, if you remember the days of playing, like, World War Two flight sims, right? You had a skip time button for a reason. Because yeah. you might fly an hour before you actually got to the mission area. Yeah. right. Because, you, yeah. you know, you got to, like, fly over the English Channel and deep into Germany. Um, that kind of thing. But in, in a space game, uh, generally... Well, if it, well, wing commander did it with nav points, right. Where It's just like, all right, you, there's no hostiles around, you know, hit aid autopilot and jump you right to the next action. Uh, with star Wars didn't so much do that, but it was always like you undocked from the ship or you hyperspaced in and it just dropped you like within a couple kilometers of what was going to go on. Um, but the other thing about all these games, though, th- th- that works very well with that is because they are mostly narrative-driven things. You know, there's a story, and right. you're, you're going through a series of missions and that. So it's kind of like I play those things for the story just as much as the flying because it's like I want to see what happens. You know, it's like Freelancer – or not Freelancer, um, Free Space too. Yeah, You know, that, that had a very interesting story. So that's that's a thing that I think the new games that are coming out it's it's like even if they do a, a fairly competent space flight experience they're missing the narrative so uh, it just feels like something ain't there so which which you know not to pick on elite but elite has zero narrative and that's just but, why I don't But feel they just
0: found they just found a generation ship and, and yeah, it's, all yeah, space, it's, it's all spooky. It's all spooky or something. No, you know? two, <laughs>
1: just two weeks ago, <laughs> no. space pumpkins. They had pumpkins two weeks ago. That was the giant. Yeah, satellite. I mean,
2: what's the narrative? So, Exploration? Like that's that a
3: narrative on the background. But yeah, but it's too background. Yeah, that's the it, thing.
2: But it's like it's literally like people in a restaurant talking behind you. Background. Like we're yeah. in a restaurant, clearly, but what yeah. do we do here?
1: Well, all they need is can eat like you you dock, right? And it would just be like, hey, there's a there's an actual storyline that's here, this NPC. And if you talk to them, you're gonna get a string of missions that actually has a story. It's not just gonna be like, well, we're gonna string together some random missions. And then call that yeah. a quest, see, see, but actually, e- like there should be a little narrative, and they can just do bite-sized little stories, man, like three, four missions long, and you're done. But it, like even an Eve they have missions,
2: Eve's got boatloads of missions, and their well, narrative.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I keep saying, like, the game is too big for uh, to put content, you know, uh, in an appreciable way for the developers to do it. If they would outsource that to the community, it would be glorious because, you know, hey, we got Veloxys, Vixens, and whatever system that is, and we could write storylines. Yeah, that missions,
2: would be really cool.
1: Right? Yeah. And then it would be a thing of like, oh, go to this guy's system because their mission that they just put up is really cool. So then you would have people touring around to take the cool missions. And, you know, it's like, come on, man. just Let's do it. Just do it. That's just me.
0: No, I mean, we 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 were kind of asked not to talk about narrative. Um but no, I mean that does make sense. Like you want a good way to string. You don't want just a bunch of random missions, you want like a larger purpose. And
3: let's just say that the issue is that narrative is a is a job in itself that is different from the mechanics of the game. Yeah, that's uh, why, why- it, it, it is obvious that it's, that the, the greatness of the game could not have been without a good story. But the point that I am trying to find is what in the mechanics made them good. Because there has been other space games that had pretty good stories sure. in the last 10 years, yeah. but that were subpar because they were either flying desk or uh, mm. something else completely that, that was not as, as enjoyable. Right as x-wing well, and
0: uh, right like when you talk about uh, I say, uh sorry go ahead hunter i was gonna say i would
2: say that what's interesting the complete reverse of that what had great uh combat but maybe subpar narrative especially for you know brian and jim would be like x-wing alliance x-wing alliance had great combat in it my it, opinion that's true uh, it did
0: it did and a really know, nice engine and, and,
2: you know, and, and it had a really nice engine that was able to be supported by the mod community for years that made it look mm-hmm. better, that threw in new scenarios and all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, though, it, again, that was at like a time where those types of games were kind of dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really only supported by a small community afterwards. But, I, you know, if well, you want to talk about...
1: We'll, well, look at X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, a game that released with no campaign, Right but the missions yeah. had uh, like some substance there it was like you know you're you're here to do a, a thing this is your goal right and then there's opposition right so so it's like we're going to loot that star base over there we're going to or we're going to capture that ship or we're going to do you know it's it's a it's <laughs> a thing rather than just at all. Yeah. So it wasn't all just straight combat, right? Because that's when that game gets boring as hell is whenever you go into the mission generator thing and you just like say, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to stick 10. Yeah. I'm going to just stick 10 TIE fighters out here in an asteroid field. Okay. It's the exact same combat experience, right? But it just has no feel to it. Because there's, I don't, okay. I don't need. So a I, think, I think what you're getting story. at is
2: objective-based combat. Yes,
1: yeah, you need right. you need a purpose for doing. What oh you're yeah, doing. definitely,
0: absolutely. And
2: I, I would actually, I'd actually really get behind that. And I think one thing that also fails with, uh, I, again, sorry to beat the dead horse here, but Elite Dangerous, um, with the arena commander, for example, the the arena commander is fun, but again. You're so limited in what you can do in the arena, commander. It's just like capture the flag or melee or team like deathmatch. It really like you're you're limited to just like what Jim said. It's like ten tie fighters versus ten X wings. go. Yeah, you know
1: what made that so better is if they'd have had an announcer.
2: Well, maybe like
1: like, a, it... like a John Madden game, you know, where or, uh, or hell, Legal yeah, Edge, like a, now, or like, like
2: an airhorn, like yeah
1: exactly <laughs> it would be fun then
3: right it's, it's... You know, even if they integrated the arena in the main game that would be even better
2: well partially I because agree. i mean i mean i mean if it was objective based arena commander like let's say it's you know you're defending this and the other team is trying to take this that that down you know or point capture or area control or territory control or something king you know or assassination you know or something something where it's just like you have this important thing over here that you have to defend it and then the other team their sole objective is to do whatever it takes to take that out to me that that is more than just trying to get the most kills in a round and then you win or a few points for capture the flag and you win like any multiplayer game can have capture the flag Th- that, that, to me, gets boring after about two rounds. Like, I'm
3: done. That's a lesson that, for me, Overwatch made plenty clear. You don't need kill-death ratio to have a good multiplayer experience. Right. Right. You I have mean, many other metrics, even better when they are specially specialized for your class, that can show your actual skill in the game and not just how many people you killed how many times you were killed. Because if you are the tank, obviously you will die more often. And and so and so different class has different metrics to appreciate the skill of the player.
1: Yeah, one of the things in Overwatch that um, made a dramatic difference is that whole play of the game feature that they've got in there.
0: Because oh, yeah, it just it was... celebrates
1: one amazing thing that happened. And because maybe odds are you didn't see it, but... You know, it's it's great to highlight that thing, and you know, because because it's like, well, play a couple of games. Even if I'm not the best player here, I could be just terrible. I get the lucky shot. Oh my god, I got featured in the you know the instant replay. That, that's amazing,
3: and know? that's something so, that you can easily share on the social networks. Oh yeah, and that fuels your community, and for a multiplayer game, that's like the bread of the butter.
2: Yeah, that's why that car soccer game does so well. Whatever that rocket league, oh, yeah, rocket league. That's why rocket league does so well. Is exactly because of that. Cause I've seen so many people like share their like their winning goal in rocket league or you know something like that. They they talk about it a lot.
1: Well, cause it, yeah, it's a a physics sandbox and like crazy dumb things happen, and uh, you know it's like so, sometimes blind luck can look like amazing skill. That's, that's all I'm saying, because I've, I've done some stuff in that game that I had no idea how I did, and, and it just happened. you know and it was like, well, that looked really good. I meant but, to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well the, okay, so um, the, the separation, because a Starfighter game is the closest analogy to a Starfighter game is, of course, an airplane game. Um, so what changes between the Starfighter and the airplane? Other than the lasers go pew pew. You and, have
2: no space. You have which no is different scenery. I was going to say, but this with the, with the space comes no altitude to monitor.
1: Right. So in an airplane, you have uh, I'll take it. I'll take it even beyond the altitude. Um, in space games, you have energy, but it's you know allocation to shields and and engines and some, weapons. Yeah. Right? No. No. Some. But the good all. ones do. So, well, I guess uh,
2: like the, the x Wing game, sure. X-wing, and Swing Space,
1: too. And Wing Commander, and uh, every game that I can think of, Elite. Um, I can't name a, a space game that doesn't have energy allocation. It's the Triangle, right? It's the energy weapon, you know, to get them one. Yeah, and, well, look, Star Trek, right? That's no, Valkyrie.
3: Oh, what an Eve Valkyrie! In Eve Valkyrie, there is no energy management. That's one. What? One of its main yeah, but uh, that,
2: but that actually, that actually makes sense for what
3: they're trying to accomplish. With that. No, not really. But no, we, we may maybe we will get into this later. I, I just uh, want you to finish your point on energy management first.
1: Okay. So the the thing with the airplanes is you have a different kind of energy management because it's potential energy. Uh, which is brought about by altitude and gravity. So in space, you don't have a lot of gravity. Um, Well, you do, but they don't model it. Uh, But it would be a thing of, it it doesn't matter, you know, as far as the orientation of my ship versus the ground. So in an airplane, if I point the nose straight up, that becomes an energy fight. And I have to consider what my opponent's ship or airplane is capable of and what my velocity is and how quickly I'm going to bleed speed versus him. And when you get altitude, then you, you know, you've it's like energy in the bank, right? You're going slow, but now you have the potential to lose altitude, gain speed, but you, you're putting energy actively into the aircraft, but you're removing the energy from your battery, which was your altitude. Um, in a space game, you don't have any of that. So, they make it interesting by which is good, right? Because some people don't want to deal with that, and the vast majority of of new player deaths in a flight system is between the player and the ground and has nothing to do with enemy bullets. So in a space game, you don't have to worry about that stuff. You might hit an asteroid or something, but that's a that's a different problem,
0: right? Or another fighter, so or you know, yeah,
1: but it's but it's a trade, right? You you take one thing where you simplify reality and then you put your complexity somewhere more interesting or, you know, l- less mundane, right. Cause, uh, and potentially less frustrating because, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, there was an asteroid there. I hit it. That's different than, um, I was pulling too hard on the stick and I didn't realize I was going too slow. And then I stalled the wing and spun and I couldn't recover the spin and, you know, crater. um, that's that's a thing that you just don't deal with in a space sim like that. And it, it very rarely does a maneuver actually result in something unfortunate that you can't recover from, right? So I would like to see in a space game where you fly, and it does fly like an X-Wing. You know, it's an airplane kind of thing. Um, but if you get damaged or uh, let's say you just overdo it, Because, you know, you can only take so many Gs, right? Um, You could black out in a space game. You'd very rarely see that. Um, But some sort of, like, G-force thing would be interesting. Uh, But it's also a thing of, like, like, in Elite, right? You have compensators that tries to make it fly like an airplane, and it limits your performance to what it can do as far as like your what your thruster's energy is about turning your heading to make it so that your ship is always going generally right where the nose is pointed so it limits what you can do well if you fired the rockets harder than what the ship could actually you know adjust to point the nose then you would have like a power slide right so so you're yeah. getting uh you're getting a um, a newtonian element in there but it's not a newtonian element where you know, you're just cartwheeling through space trying to figure out how to stop. <laughs> right. Well, kind that like
3: comes to... back it kinda of comes back to my car analogy.
2: Well, what I would like to see is something like uh like a Viper Battlestar Galactica thing.
3: Yes.
1: That um uh, Diaspora? That Diaspora, thank you. The, the um, space Diaspora motor. I feel is the best flight model that I've ever seen in in a starfighter game because yeah. it's space enough that you can get the thing loose, right? You can do things um where it's in the Wing Commander games, yeah, you could hold a button down and, and then freely rotate the ship Ooh, like a I turret could you retain a little velocity. Yeah yeah a little bit. But but it wasn't a thing like every turn you had to think about, oh I'm gonna swing wide on this. Because, you know, I'm going faster than what my ship's going to actually adjust. So you have a semi-Newtonian thing, because it's a little bit sloppy.
3: Um, But I like that feel. And And You you know what it fixes, too? It fixes the issue that the fights turn into a circle fight. Because then the skill that the pilot has to pull to uh, keep the same turning rate makes that the one who is better at turning at power sliding gets to win in the in the dogfight.
1: Yeah, you know what game did that amazingly was um Allegiance, the old Microsoft multiplayer game. It it did the that BattleStar Galactica like sliding around yet generally in control your ship. It did it wonderfully. Um and it ended up you had some circle strafing, but it was actually more like side strafe. You know, where yeah. where you would use horizontal thrust and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, try to keep the nose on people. And I see that happens a lot in uh, in um, Star Citizen when people are playing Arena Commander. That seems to be the deal there too, right? Is is it's like you're you're trying to use your lateral and vertical thrust to dodge incoming shots but you can keep the nose on the guy. But so then it kind of turns into a circle fight like that, but it's because people aren't really using their main engines to go forward. You know, it just turns into a a maneuvering thrusters duel at that point. Um, Elite got away from that because I I was asking them, like, well, why is it that whenever I'm, you know, at at 50% throttle, that's when I get the fastest angle of deflection on the nose? But you would think that if I'm sitting at zero, I would have the fastest deflection because then it doesn't have to compensate for uh, course correction, right? So it would allow me to just spin. And uh, so what they told me was, well, we tried that originally, and then everybody just like played like a turret in space, and they didn't bother flying. They would just point the ship and shoot and let things come to them. I was like, yeah, okay, I see. So they had to do it to make it fun. Other, Otherwise, it would just be a
3: static thing. That's the main trapping to what some games fall into.
0: I think X-Wing versus TIE Fi did a pretty good job with uh, matching speed with uh, turning rate. Like yeah, because ne-
1: the slower you went, the better you turned. Right,
0: but you never want to stop get- that, X- in that game. Yeah, X-Wing Alliance too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the slower been- you
1: went... Better you turn, but the slower you go, the easier target you Exactly.
0: Are. You never wanted to actually stop. So, so you I think. Mess
3: there, guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think it really worked because you actually had to manage your speed and turn on an active basis. So, why well, tie it, it that. I think that's another reason uh, X Wing versus TIE Fighter kind of got slammed when it first came out is because people were expecting uh, that uh, TIE Fighter, that purely TIE Fighter model and they tried to enhance on it a bit and they didn't really tell anybody
1: <laughs> I prefer it, it made, because I had a I had a Thrustmaster set up and I had yeah. no reason to use my throttle until that and then it was like, oh, okay, awesome I got a throttle, so HODAS wins
0: it's, it's actually weird using a throttle with those games, because like, it's not smooth, like for Alliance it is, but for um, XVT it's uh like they do it in those increments, you know?
1: Yeah. So what I did so, is I programmed yeah. the increments into the throttle. Oh, so that's right. It, it would actually trigger that, key presses with at
0: that DOS-based ways. GUI that they let you that yeah, they absolutely. had back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I remember. I that may crack. be
3: confusing, but there I think there was also another method was to set the the ship to go full throttle all the time and only use the brake you had a better control if you went to from full throttle and used the brake to to slow down a little bit.
0: If 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 those games did that, I never used it because I didn't even think of so, it. So you're
1: saying go full throttle, and then when you want to turn, just pull the throttle all the way in, turn, and then jam it forward again? Exactly.
0: Because yeah.
1: huh. you would still be drifting a little bit, so you wouldn't come to a complete stop, but you would get the control sensitivity as if you were stopped. Yep. Yeah quick on it but yeah that's totally a valid tactic see this is why i have concerns about uh enemy star or not enemy starfighter i have concerns about that too because starfighter origin um but (laughs) yeah um is is that what they call it now Now, no i guess you are thinking about the starfighter increment start yes Uh, yes starfighter inc Right, um, uh, uh, because I've I've flown it I've flown it a little. Well, I I think it's like the the level of reality that they're putting in there. I mean, they do have the flight model. Well, it's they do have a flight model in there that's uh, very much like what I said. I want right. The problem is that it kind of feels a little bit slow. Like you don't have the acceleration and such that you're used to and like, like a tie you the fighter game to try it. Yeah.
3: When? When, um, uh, for their, for their first uh, N- N- NDA.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm NDA, but I'm oh, okay. a- actively, I have it. So, um, I, but I haven't really formed an opinion on it yet. It's, uh, it's a thing where I need to sit with Jack and actually get like a tour of it because it's, it's,
0: Still Not everyone grew, knows who you mean right when there. you say Jack. Just by the way, have yeah, to specify Jack Mamez. I,
1: I know. <laughs> okay. So, so it's like uh, he, he last time that we talked, it was like he was getting ready to go to GDC and you know life in an uproar, and and then he was going to PAX and stuff. So it, it was just like we haven't hooked up and actually got that done yet. But I don't mind because I'm being patient and. Uh, allowing it to develop a little bit more because it's not to the point where I want to actually have comments yet. I just kind of still want to see what they're doing. Um, cause, Cause it's, it looks very, very interesting. Right. Um, but it's, it's the thing about when you understand about how fast that ship's going to accelerate. Right. And then you have to, because it is Newtonian. So if you want to stop uh, you have to turn around and point the engine the other way, and then you, you slow down at the rate that you accelerated. So if you accelerate too hard, then you're going to just fly right out of the arena, right? So it's there's a reason that they do what they do, and and it's also like large objects, big distances, right? You know, it's like this is a big asteroid, right? So it doesn't feel fast because you're a very tiny ship and you're next to a very large ship, or, or something, right? So it it's just uh, I think in like the Star Wars games, the velocity and stuff was very very distorted to make it feel much faster than it could have been.
2: Right, um, right. but it's also not Newtonian in that sense either.
1: That's true. Um, but the but the thing is, the ship does limit it, right? At, at least in the flight model, you know, a couple months ago when I screwed around with it, um, you have compensators, and it will limit what you're doing. Right to to what it can handle, and that way it keeps the nose pointed. But you can shut that off if you want and get weird, right? But uh, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, like I'm saying, it's it's so early that it's it's like a it was like a barely playable thing, right? And uh, they've got it to the point where they're they can do multiplayer with it now, um, and I have not yet I'm participated in that.
2: I have a question, though, for you. With with Newtonian physics, I mean, are you wanting to go real fast, though? Like, I would think you wouldn't. Well, that's that's my
1: point, is because it's Newtonian physics, you really don't want to get hauling ass, because if you see another target and he's coming at you as fast as you're coming at him, you guys are going to blow past each other, and it'll be minutes before you can get back together, right? So it tries to keep it to a manageable speed like that. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I mean, it's it's like it's a very in testing flight thing right now, but it but the the thing that we're used to is a game that feels like Tie Fighter, Free Space, something like that. Um, this has a completely alien feel. If you're expecting that, but it's actually pretty cool. It demands a lot of skill. I'll say that. Um, but the but the thing is, because it is so different than a Tie Fighter kind of flight model, where it it's not super forgiving and everything it's it's much more of a sim um but it's a sim that's that's take the the flight model from the battlestar galactica mod right and then amp that up about 10 times more realistic and that's what's going on here plus there's a fuel gauge so if you if you burn the engine up too hot uh you're gonna just empty your fuel tank out and they do take into account weight so as you burn out fuel your ship Maneuvers better because it weighs less, less mass, same thrust, right? Um, worry, all that stuff's going on here.
0: I worry that the more realism they add, the smaller a niche they're going to find themselves in. Well, they need to find you know, that
1: sweet spot somewhere yeah. between the X-wing people and the rivet counters. But I don't and, know.
0: I don't know if they're going to. I mean, that's 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 what we got to find out. You know, that's what we got to wait. Well, for. and that,
1: and that, but I'm sure what'll happen, right? I, I'm I'm hoping that they have their plan B in there. Where it's like, okay, we can do this like maximum realism, and then you can also dial it down, right, to the point where you are playing TIE Fighter, and let the community figure out where they want to play this thing. Because it, it's very much like War Thunder, right? You can play War Thunder in full realism, and it's hard. Like, there's, there's no AIDS to assist you that's like if you don't see the enemy with your eyeballs you're not gonna get like a, a marker on the screen that tells you <laughs> where to look or anything um, and then the you know the flight model is like ever bit as brutal as IL2 ever was uh, but then you can also take it down to like a medium range which is where I play it because it's manageable it's got a little bit of assists um, or you can just take it down to pure arcade and at that point arcade is literally arcade. You know, there's there's not really a lot of energy modeling and stuff. You can hardly stall. That's where people with mouse and keyboard excel. You're not going to beat somebody with a mouse in there if you get a joystick because they're just far too accurate. Because you point at somebody and then click the button, <laughs> it, it the the plane essentially flies like a freelancer ship at that point. It goes wherever you put the mouse. So uh,
3: that uh, that makes a big problem because it could. Uh, Segregate the player base at lunch, and well, for a specifically multiplayer game, it's not something that you should want to do. No, like, that's true. Like
0: in War Thunder, um, but I, sorry, in War Thunder, do they separate people out who have those different flat Absolutely. Models? Okay.
3: Yep. That's good. And you, really you want to separate if, the guys, because the p- else you will have plenty of salt on the table. Oh yeah, because I'm, <laughs> playing, in, I'm playing. Oh yes. In and then the other guy's flying a
1: spaceship, you know, he's got a UFO. So yeah, I, it it's totally, it, but the thing is the reward for playing in more realistic is you score like 10 times more points for a kill because you actually worked for it. Like you go out on a mission, you get one, two kills, you feel pretty damn good. And then in arcade, you know, it's just like, did I get 50? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a whole different animal, but it, but it's there for like the people that just want to have fun and screw around with it. Um, and then the, the super casual players, but then you get the hardcore people in there, you know, they got a hodass and, and like head tracking and you have to have head tracking to play the SIM version because you have to be looking around or, you know, oh, you're just not going to see the enemy and you're going to die. Um, ha- have you ever played ACEs high? It, it was like, the uh, also oh, like warbirds old, kind of game, old, but old. Yeah, old. it's old. Yeah, it was the best of them, you know? And, and I played a lot of ACEs high and, uh, yeah, War Thunder can can crank up to to that level of sim realism and also look as good as it does. Uh, I just don't play it up on that level because you go to get a match. You know, it's like if I go to to find an uh, an arcade match, I'm in instantly. I click the button, pow, we're playing. Um, if I go for like a realistic, which is the middle mode, I might wait a minute or two for the lobby to fill up. And if I go to sim. I could be 30 minutes in between fights because it has to find 10 people that are willing to play Sim, and not a lot of people do. So you end up with actually like groups of people, you know, like clans or whatever that fly in that. So you you get a group of friends and then you go play Sim rather than sit around and wait. So, you know, you just bring a number of people. Um, So that's more like events and stuff that that's for. But I'm perfectly happy with it, with that middle. Realism thing, and I'm thinking that that's probably what Starfighter Inc is going to run into is is like they're they're developing it for like that that hardcore edge, right? But the thing is, if they develop that and they do it right, then they always have the option to back it down and adjust it to where it's good, right? For the for the majority of people, they'll hit critical mass at
3: some point. On a uh, to be slider. honest, every sim would have the option to back it down.
1: Yeah. But some do it better than others, right? Like if you fly a DCS, um, I really don't like the arcade settings on, on that. It just, it isn't really representative of the aircraft the way that I want it to be. Um, but then if you play at full realism, you, it's like, you better go to school because <laughs> you're going to have to learn like all these systems and stuff. It took me a month to figure out how to fly the A-10C. And, uh, it was like a whole weekend just to get a ramp start figured out. And, <laughs> yeah, that was that was some stuff.
0: Speaking of controls, I think one of the reason Tie Fighter and uh, Free Space Two work so well, I'm bringing it back, you guys. I'm bringing it back, uh, is because the controls are just so fucking perfect. They're just so tight. Like it's just how mo- there aren't a lot of great spaces where like you point the stick where you want to go and you go there. Eff- it, it feels effortlessly. It feels effortless. You know, it feels like intuitive. You know, and, and not a lot of other space games really nail that. Like uh, what we're talking about with narrative. Like you don't really think when you think of a game like Tachyon, you don't think of the flight engine, you don't think of the dogfighting because it wasn't that great. You think yeah, of Bruce Campbell. But, you think you you think of the story because that's that's the, that's the great part.
1: Is, is right. Well, whenever you're flying Tie Fighter, you're not thinking about how to control the ship. Right. You're thinking about what, what's on my radar. Exactly. Where, where are things it feels like yeah, an
0: extension of yourself,
1: right? And it, it, it so few other games, a couple thousand hours, like we've played. But yeah. <laughs> but really, yeah. The the flying never gives anybody you know new people. They don't have any trouble with that,
0: right? Mm-hmm. There's no
1: ground to run into. So uh, and all that energy management stuff's right out the window. So then what do you got? Well, I got to find the enemy. So I got to learn how to read that radar. And, and every space game kind of does it different. Um, you got the, the Star Wars, you know, front radar, back radar model. And then you got the wing mm-hmm. commander thing with the, you know, the centers in front of you, the edges behind you. Um, and then you have Elite, which is like a flat disc, and then enemies around you and on altitude poles to show. Which one difference. do you
0: think works best out of all of them? Because I, I'm i fine with them all. But for some reason, I think TIE fighters front and back um, I, separate I screens. Head. Both of
3: them have their pros.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I think they I all tend, have their pros. I tend to read
1: that easier because it's, it's like if there's two screens and I see a dot on the screen that is behind me, I immediately know that's behind and me. And that's dangerous if it's start. red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, there's red on the left The thing, side.
3: The thing that go, the, uh, the TIE Fighter model is missing is the direction of the dot. You don't know very well if the dot is coming for you or is just passing behind you right which is
1: why they have that uh that camera right yeah. every time you target something it shows the thing around and, and yeah, old exactly. old flight sims used to do that too cuz it was like 320 by 200 was the, your resolution mm-hmm. so it's really hard to tell which way a dot is pointed when it's like one pixel yeah, you that many pixels um, <laughs> so yeah so the, so like f19 uh which i know the you know um Joe mastriani's looking at right <laughs> He's doing a thing on it, and uh, you know, F nineteen was very much like that. um, Where in an airplane, it it was it was almost kind of like Tie Fighter in an airplane, really. If you if you think about the the complexity of the systems and stuff that was going on, Um, it had the ground, but it didn't have a whole lot of energy management complexity. It was you know, if you point the plane up, you go slower. You point it down, you go a little faster. So it wasn't like a realistic. Uh, deal of thrust to weight to
3: gravity. But coming back to the energy management, because I, I think I heard you two times already saying that it was not something very good about those games. Well, it wasn't very
1: good for new players, that's for sure. Um, yeah. But if I'm playing a flight sim, energy management is how I'm going to win or lose. If I play against another human, it's going to be about that. It's it's going to be like, do I know that my plane turns tighter than his? If I turn tighter than his, I don't want to chase him in a vertical fight because I'm going to lose. Uh, you know, so it's it's just you have to know your aircraft and you have to know the one that you're in the fight with and try to decide. You know, that, so then you end up with tactics. You know, boom and zoom. Right, you climb up out of the fight, turn around, dive through it, climb back up out dive through it again. So you do slashing attacks. Um, if you're Japanese and you had a zero, you want to try to trick your enemy into doing a circle fight because you're going to turn inside of them like crazy. So American pilots learn real fast, don't try to turn with a zero. So and, it, and it's just like, you know what? If you need to get away from them, just dive. Just point the nose down. They can't chase you because they won't accelerate as fast as you do. And then you break away and, you know, climb up above them and start an energy fight.
3: And that's that's part of what I think uh, made TIE Fighter and Free Space very good, is that they had uh, the energy management was there even if the game was uh, arcade in its initial feeling. If you wanted to get good at the game, you had to master the energy uh, transfer between different components. Oh, absolutely. And that was uh, something that Managed to raise the skill selling while keeping a skill floor pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, at that point, it wasn't about the skill
1: of actually flying. It was, was the skill of managing the ship. You know, it's like, can I balance my shields? Do I know where to put the energy, you know, front shields, back shields, balance them out. Um, and, you know, it's like positioning of where the enemy is. Am I going to get shot by what? Are they shooting a missile at me? Right. If If there's a missile inbound, then i need to think about that missile instead of anything else you know it's like look at my shields do i have enough to take a missile hit it's going to hit me in behind okay i'll double reinforce the back so yeah there was a lot of really quick thinking that you had to do about energy and shield
0: management and with, and, and so, with bo- and with both games um they they eased you into that like you didn't need to do yeah. that sort of thing right away like they kind of eased both, you into that tie in the fire,
3: first the fighter, the 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 basic tie fighter, didn't have any shields,
0: for instance. Right, but you didn't really have to deal with energy management for your engines or guns the first thing out. You could, but you didn't really need yeah. to, you know. And it was nice that in those first few missions, you could play around with it and get a feel for it. And yeah, well, I think. But one then the they got you
1: into the time stuff, where it's like I have to catch those guys before they escape.
0: Yeah. So I got
1: to dump all my power into my engines, but then my guns are going to be dry when I get there and I need to fight. Well, that means I have to know how to pull energy out of my shields into my right. weapons right. so that I can shoot immediately once I get there. So then you get that complexity, but the game over a series of of many missions slowly ramps up to that. So exactly. I think they did a brilliant job. Exactly. curve.
0: Exactly. And and one thing that Free Space has that does a great job with that is its tutorials. I mean, you skip them after you play them the first the, you play the first game, you play the game the first or second time, but Free Space 2 has some really excellent tutorials. Like, they're just kind of like the best in the business almost. And, mm-hmm. and they really...
3: TIE uh, fighter, uh, fighter courses are, are good too. You know, your, the obstacle course that they have. The what? Uh, there is uh, in TIE Fighter um, obstacle ob- course. Yeah, the obstacle
1: course where you flew through the, through the pipe. Right, you know, and you had to shoot the. They were had to in shoot
0: infinite, the so
3: they could become very hard at the end.
0: Right, and and those were good too. But I'm saying I think Free Space built upon, uh, was Free Space built upon what Tie Fighter had done before in a lot of ways. But I think um, free one of the reasons Free Space excels is because it actually has a guided tutorial, and I think that's easier on newer players than uh, than uh, the um the course in Tie Fighter.
1: Yeah, I think it is actually the first game that did that, where you had an instructor that was out, out there, like, okay, hit this now, lock me up, and you know, all right, now here's here's how you manage your energy. You know, you might be things. right. So,
0: I really can't think of another game before maybe the first Free Space. I think it was the first Free Space that had that, where um,
1: yeah, because Wing Commander, not so much. Not I don't so much. You know, no. people. I don't think you even had to actually actively manage energy so much in Wing Commander. You would be more really. survivable if you did, but I beat those games without ever touching
0: energy. I forgot it even had them until you just yep. brought
3: it's it like, up. It's like in Elite 2. Uh, in Elite Dangerous, I, I never, never touched the energy management, and I have many hours in the game. Oh, come fight me. Then, <laughs> then but you. I, uh, I'm i not fighting humans in the game. Yeah, You know
1: what actually... Uh-huh. Um, whenever they turned the AI up, and they and everybody was like, "Oh my god, the AI is too hard." What the AI was doing was actually managing using the, the managing system. the energy. Yep, that's what it was doing. So it's like, you know, I can't shoot Except at him; one he's shooting time at me. I am gonna put all of my shields. In it. Yeah that that was funny though, and it, I I like the articles that people wrote. It was like the AI has gone crazy and it's invented super weapons to kill the players, and it's like, ah, uh, no, but. Nice tabloid. That's you know.
3: So. But then again, the game never teaches you to use the energy. No, that, back that, that the game teaches of you the, nothing.
0: It doesn't. That's really actually teach the best part of the game yeah. when you
3: don't know anything. That <laughs> that
1: initial 10, 20 hours when you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Then it's exciting. Once yeah. you know everything, it's just like small <laughs> uh, planets. Uh, I'm, I've been sent Same to old, re- Same old.
0: I've been tempted to reset my character in Elite, just to just to go back to that. Honestly,
1: Well, you can really easy just
0: buy. I know, I know. I'm saying it's very tempting. A
1: a sidewinder, yeah. You can just pretend.
0: Oh, pretend! I know. I'm thinking of actually doing it. I don't know why, because I'm so bored with Elite right now. (laughs) So bored.
1: But we'll see. That's the thing. You have to make your own challenges because it's not
0: for you. And the missions just aren't fun right now. But anyway, um, Meryl did uh, in the chat brings up something I did want to talk about. The
3: user interface. The, yes.
0: the UI. Yeah. I think, I still think FreeSpace 2 especially has pretty much the best UI in the business. And, and you know uh,
3: why? Because they didn't bother to put a cockpit around it.
0: Because they didn't add a cockpit? Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You like got we're an not- open
3: line of sight.
1: I yeah. I fly TIE Fighter with the no cockpit thing
0: but, all the time. But they take and so much information. I turn the inform- cockpit
1: on when I need to look at the radar. Oh, I can't the, do that. Uh, they the take the camera so, thing.
0: They take so much information away when they when you turn that I on. No,
1: no. But I hate it, but that. it's like whenever I'm actually in a dogfight, I don't care. So I talk. You need visibility. Off.
0: That's fair. Yeah,
1: I, I, it's on and off, That's right? Fair. So if I if I'm flying to something or looking for a target, I, I turn the cockpit back on. So it, it's kind of a, it, it almost simulates like, okay, I'm just focusing out the window. I'm not looking at that stuff.
0: It's the targeting and, computer yeah. from Star Wars. Yeah, you're turning on the time. Tar- anyway. uh- it's like Jim,
1: you switched off your targeting computer. It's okay, I got this whole movie.
0: <laughs> Everything, I'm all right. Um, Hold my beer, movie. But yeah, Free Space 2, You're right. It it took out the cockpit, and some people still don't like it for that. I know some people are like, I I want a cockpit. Nah, I'll get without. Like
3: well, then, you play, then again in, in TIE Fighter, the TIE Fighter ships had a nice in between.
0: Right. Because that's you true. had
3: plenty of ability and not many struts uh, and you didn't have the bottom half covered by useless uh elements.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Diaspora, because that's the best of both, right? There's minimal cockpit, it doesn't get in your way, and there's actually a reason for it. So and yeah. Plus, it's atmospheric. It makes mm-hmm. you actually feel like you're going to exactly. Viper. Um, because you would forget, right? If you if it if you weren't looking down the nose of the viper the whole time, then it's just kind of like um, oh, free space, right? But, but because you actually see your ship, that changes that a bit. So I don't I,
0: know. I think with free space though, I think it's got some elements that uh, even other games still to this day lack that really add to not only situational awareness, but immersion like the, the escort list. Like how much do I love the escort list? It's like my favorite goddamn thing in free space Two. Like, Oh, I just need to quickly monitor the ships that are important to me. Oh, there they are. Oh, that one's getting shot at E E A done. (laughs) You know, I have a key for everything. I know what to do. And, And, and there it is like, Oh, The second ship on the list is being attacked. E, E, and then A. Oh, that ship is attacking it. I'm going to go shoot it. Or I'm going to tell this guy to shoot it. Uh, So I think that right there just adds so much, not only to the immersion, but the situational awareness, which is so important in these games. Wait, what? Yep. Hang on. Hannibal in the chat says, when you think about it, TIE fighters have German bomber cockpits. So it's not just the weapons... So it's actually not just the weapons the stormtroopers use. That's what Hannibal in the chat says. That's an interesting point.
1: Was it a, is it a German bomber cockpit because
3: of being multiple panes of glass? Like the, Because the that was movie? like every bomber at the time, if I remember correctly. Yeah,
0: that, that, every World War II bomber was just that, especially the, where the bomber was, was that just big open, like, kind of like the Asp cockpit you know the big bubble that bubble which is
3: the best one in elite
0: oh i agree that's why i haven't upgraded from the asp i'm like i got this cockpit why would i switch to anything else you know <laughs> and the ship is great too it's not just the cockpit the ship is great why would i upgrade yeah python's better whatever i got the cock i got this bubble i'm in a bubble of glass it's great um but yeah tie finder
3: and in vr is just oh really you can- You were talking about uh, special awareness. That's Mm -hmm. something that VR in cockpit games gives you, like, by orders of magnitude more.
0: Right. Now, uh, since you have VR and and most of us do not... Yeah,
3: I know, I know, I know. I'm not in a fertile VR ground here.
0: No, 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 no. no, I just want to ask you, like, as someone who's used it, I want to ask you, do you think it's got longevity? For this genre, or do you think it's just a uh, fad that'll pass?
3: Uh, it, it may even be the only thing that will be left in VR to do in, about, in, in a few years. Because for mm. me, the other kind of VR stuff, I mean, the shooters, the, 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 the gimmicky games, all that stuff is not very interesting. But everything that plays into a cockpit, racing games, space games, um, Playing games mech games are just it's just exactly what you imagine it should be you are in the machine that you are driving piloting, flying hmm. and yeah, as soon as the technology that. is just a little bit cheaper because I, I totally understand that today many people think it is expensive yeah. uh, but it, it, it's once you try it, once you try the quality VR, I don't mean the gear VR, I don't mean a cardboard, I don't mean the Chinese knockoffs. <laughs> I mean the right. ones that you can plug in in a, the ones that you can plug in in a modern computer and have them nearly plug and play set up. This is just, a, it's just exactly what we dreamed of in the 90s. Hmm. And I mean, I I only played... I never, ever played Elite Dangerous without VR. I spent 400 hours in the game, but all in VR. And I spent about a 1,000 hours in A Valkyrie, all in VR. And I am able to stay uh, in one sitting for uh, about 20... uh, The longest I did was in Elite, the travel uh, to uh, Sagittarius A. I did it in VR in one sitting... 25 hours listening to you guys by the way. Wow. I don't know how anybody could take that for twenty. I know, right.
1: Well,
2: they, was was saying, being... they were saying they're saying like um I was watching I was watching the E Fan Fest and they were saying that the average length of people playing Eve Valkyrie was between like 4 to 6 hours. Well yeah, yes. that's a, that's Sounds the thing
1: with, right. That's the thing with VR, right? Cuz the the stuff that you get from the rest of the industry because they don't know what the hell to do with it, right? Is they say, well, you know, we try to do first-person shooter, but everybody gets a little bit sick their stomach. So, if first-person shooters are out. Well, we don't know what to do with the thing. It's like driving games, flying games, giant robot games, space games, anything that you are seated operating. We back up easy better. Yeah, exactly. And if you're if you're seated and you have a a frame of reference around you that does not move, the whole world around can do whatever it wants then, because you just do not
3: get sick. Um, but, uh, but to then, be fair, I'm you still get person. a little bit sick uh, if you are sensible to transportation uh, sickness. It it still is an issue, even in cockpit games. Hmm. But here we are in the individual tolerance. I mean, it's like, a, it's really like, a, um, how, hello, what's the name? Uh, the thing that the Sailor's Gate. What, seasickness? Uh, seasickness motion sickness it's like uh, it's like that uh, the more you do it the less you get right.
1: it yeah That's absolutely fair. and it, well, because i can more, i can play first person shooters and the more, in the more the you do
3: it
2: like in practice but if you start getting motion sickness while doing it it's best to stop because if you try and push through motion sickness oh, oh yes you get right yes, but yes, yes. it's repeated exposure
3: Right and, and, and just want to make sure I clarified. Yes, yes, it is important. You, you, you should not push when you when you feel sick. Stop as soon as you feel sick. And there is also a market. Well, a market uh, in the tutorial of the games to have missions that ease you into it. First missions being just flying in a straight line, and then incrementally adding movement, pitch, yaw, roll.
1: You know, a way that, that they would actually fix the problem. Um, They'd need some way to induce because it's, it's your inner ear that uh, actually tells your brain. Yeah. So it tells your brain about motion and things. So they could actually, if they had some way of inducing sensory stuff to your inner ear, they could actually change your sense of balance and that and make it just feel natural. Although that would make the the virtual reality simulation about 10 times more real if they could do that because then it's like you jump off a cliff and then you feel the fall. So that I probably people would just have heart attacks, so (laughs) probably don't do that.
3: Yeah, because right now it feels easy to fly a ship, but if I had to feel the Gs that I take in the maneuvers that I do, I'm not sure it would be so easy.
1: Yeah, definitely that. I mean, I think racing games are amazing in VR. Have you have you played... Um... Aceto Corsa and uh, Project Cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then they have iRacing.
2: Which oh, Aceto Corsa. Really talking about a good racing game.
0: Which they game? both
3: have um, Aceto Corsa. It's a great racing game.
0: Oh, yes, that looks really has- good.
3: And in VR, it's just again you it is a different game because once once you have tried those games in VR you, you it's very hard to go back into simple 2d you just once you get the special awareness you can just move a little bit of your head and you can see a different line you can see if you are hitting the apex it's just it it, it, it just really adds something to the experience. Right. And even, even just because it adds the a six hundred dollars worth of to, for the experience, maybe not for everyone, but I think enough for the industry to survive. And mm. even if it becomes a niche industry, it will it, it will survive. It will not go the way of the three D. Well, TV. for me, the okay. the
1: big thing is not so much the head tracking, right, and the being able to look all around. I mean, it's like I got a track IR; I can do that already. The thing to me is the depth perception, because when you're flying. Uh, any kind of simulator, you're driving a car or whatever, um, like a racing game, right?
3: You can tell how far away you are. Ah, from you know, it's, you're not looking for visual um, cues. Not really, because in truth, your depth perception is only so efficient as three or four meters in front of you. Anything, even in real life, anything further than that uses visual cues and not the stereoscopic of your eyes.
2: Have you tried uh, like an Oculus, Jim?
1: I, I tried, it like, a demo thing they had set up at Best Buy. It's uh, it's essentially a very similar experience to what I had with that Chinese thing. But then again, that was, like, a, a high-end, like, $400 Chinese headset, too. So it wasn't, like, some, you know, cheap telephone thing. But it, the reason that I looked at that thing, though, is because an Oculus won't work with my laptop. Even, even though my laptop's got, like, a, a SLI 970 in it, um. It just says, "Oh, you got a laptop?" Nope. Huh. <laughs> it's just
3: like, man, that's the I got of the chip, that's probably uh, right. Yeah, that's what does it. You know, it will work.
2: It's the mobile version of the chip, though. That's no, no,
3: no. I, I, I mean, it will, uh, it will still work. If you have a 780, it will run. Not with the maximum settings, but it will.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
3: I mean, you uh, will. They... You, I mean, you will have a banner that will say, uh, "Your computer is not up uh, to to par," but there is nothing really preventing you to run the thing. Uh, well, there is. Re- there may be issue with the USB. USB mm-hmm. is the. You you want a limitation in hardware? It's actually in the USB. Yeah. Well, I've I've, I've got a USB
1: three on it.
3: No, no. I mean, my, but my... even uh, it's not. Um, it's not having USB three or not. It's. Oculus actually uses the USB-free specification to the limit of the specification. And that's when we realized that most uh, hardware manufacturers were not really implementing the specification as they should have done. Oh, so do so depending up... on, the, on the manufacturer of your chipset, you may or may not be able to run the Oculus. That oh, is okay. a- so that for is desktop, a real issue.
1: The option of putting
3: a third. Part. An addi- yes, another yeah. an additional card in a yeah. laptop. If you don't have the right chipset, it may be uh, out. Okay, so so
1: I have a question for you about that. Then, um, my use case is not so much that I want to play all these VR only games, you know, because they're toys. Yeah, but you want right? to play and
3: your I, former I'm library not into of that. games.
1: Absolutely, and the problem that I cannot—that's a bad idea. Well, but it's fun though. It's like I played Fallout uh, New Vegas with the thing on. It was just amazing. The only problem that I have with it is that because um, most of the stuff, like if if you um, look at Nvidia, they did that. Uh, what do they call that? It was the 3D glasses. It was liquid uh, liquid crystal shutter you know, 3D, and you had to have a 120 hertz monitor to do it. And that gave you really nice depth perception in games. Um, but the, yeah. Anyway, so the the old games still actually respect that, and you can induce the 3D stereo separation in anything. Like, you play World of Warcraft in 3D. It'll, it'll just do it. Because um, that's a that's a video card driver thing, and I can kick it into that mode, and it and it does just fine. The problem that I have though is whenever you're taking a a 1080p screen and then you cut it in half, because their 3D technology used the whole screen, but alternated frames for the left eye, right eye, and the UI but doesn't with an cut- Oculus. Well. No, the UI, I didn't mind. There were some things where the UI didn't, but some of the games, the UI was okay, or it just looked like a floating thing. You know, It's like the UI was just floating in the air in front of you, and I, I was okay with that. But the, the problem that I have, though, is the horizontal resolution because you have a game that's normally in 1080p, like uh, GTA five. Mm-hmm. and you have to make that game fit in half the width because... The screen gets split and then half of it goes to each eye. Well, that throws the ratio out. so instead of being sixteen by nine, now you're at eight by nine and the game so you end up with like skinny really tall people and it just doesn't look right at all. Um, if I could cure that, I would be fine I, I would I would be able to play my entire legacy library. I'd have an oculus right now.
3: Well, to be fair, there is there are commercial solutions for that. Uh, Vorpix comes to mind. Yeah, I, a, I messed
1: around with TriDef, and, uh, and I didn't get into Vorpix because it seemed like a very similar program, right? But it but does it actually distort the
3: the horizontal well, no, to make that, it? That, that's the point. Okay, guys, it's that they guys. They inject our <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay.
0: We are all right. getting way off the reservation here.
1: <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm just so desperate to make that shit work <laughs> because I want an Oculus, but I, I want th- an Oculus I, for my old
0: crap. I, I think what anyway. you need is just, you know, to get a new computer and a new re- and a Vive. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you yeah. need to do. I and mean, that's really all there is to it, I think. And
3: then you can play space game in a cockpit, a real cockpit, a real hey, virtual cockpit.
0: Is it real? Well, I-
3: I'd want to. Fly, I'd want to fire up DCS. That'd be my
1: my go to thing, right? Like, get in DCS, load up a helicopter, mm-hmm.
0: and go well, fly. I plan on upgrading my computer in maybe a year or so, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be interested to see where VR is then. Like, am I gonna give a crap about it in a year? I don't know. Uh, I kind of don't give a crap about it now. I'm gonna be honest because I I see it as so niche that. I worry that these things that are coming out that are VR-only are not going to find enough of an audience to get oh, abstraction. traction. They're, like and I so, said, they're,
1: they're little toys, and that's not going to sell an 800 hundred yeah. dollar per headset.
0: But, but they back, will
1: sell it to the pilots, because sim pilots will build a whole room, uh, you know? I, wish I mean, would. They, we're the people that spend the money,
0: right? Like, can you imagine Free Space 2 in VR? Like, there's no cockpits. Yes. But just that you could move or just you'd look around a bubble, basically. I mean they, Yeah,
1: so they, what you do is you get Vorpex and you get an Oculus and you play Free Space Two in VR today. Eh, That's how you do it.
0: That's what I've, I'm talking about, I've, man. I've, the the I've, legacy
1: stuff. If you can fix that aspect ratio shit, well
2: I think you need to try Vorpex.
0: The, the problem yeah, is I've, with with games like Free Space Two, there's no smooth transition left to right you know it's it's like a separate left view it's a separate right view i I've, I've tried track ir with free space 2 and it doesn't
3: really i think work. the engine cannot do it
0: yeah, it, yeah. it's not meant, it's not built to do it and so right i think even with legacy stuff you're going to run into problems where like you
1: know what game works amazingly well what's it is x wing alliance cuz you I, turn you got the yeah, cockpit turned on it. and you can do head tracking and look all around and yeah um, and that 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 thing that uh, was on the PlayStation, right, with the the Battlefront thing, where there's like that one mission that's the VR mission. Have you watched a YouTube video of that? Yeah, amazing. Yes, I
3: watched it. I I could only I could only play except, it once though. And then it'd except like to come I've back to it. the issue that we talked at the beginning, the controls seems to be shit. <laughs> Sorry, but no, it seems
0: no. it, it, it's nice it to it have someone else curse. It's really
3: not a dogfight game because no. they are so worried that people will get sick into the cockpit that right. you cannot roll. The, you cannot roll. What? You have limited yo. Yes, what? you cannot roll. What? Yes. Yes. So
1: how, so how does the Valkyrie treat that, that? Are they just like, good luck? Hope you don't puke. I'm going to let you do everything.
3: Well, Valkyrie does it by uh, putting uh, the, on the stick by default, you have your and pitch. Mm. Like in X Wing and in um, Free Space, and you roll with the um, with the bumpers on the stick by default. Okay. So you have limited amount it. of roll when you begin, and the more you are comfortable, the more you start to use uh, the the um, the roll function because roll is really the one that usually makes the people go uh, puke themselves.
0: So when you and thought- then you can
3: remap Sorry. later. Good. No, go on.
0: No, so when you thought of this topic, is it because, like, when you're playing E-Valkyrie, for example, do you think, wow, this game would be so much better if it used the flight model from Free Space 2? Is that kind of what got you onto this topic?
3: Partially, yes. There is a lot of issues with the... Uh, I, there are some people in the Valkyrie community that are um, a veteran uh, Free Space 2 player played a lot in the multiplayer in free space. Mm-hmm. And they used to say that Valkyrie is the closest to flight model to free space that they mm. have met these years. Except that there is, it's like, it is just right not doing it correctly. Especially because, as I said before, there is no energy management in the game. Yeah. There is only a simple boost and break button. So you there is no, Real throttle management,
0: mm.
3: and so you so there's no throttle management. Uh, no real throttle management. What? Okay. Because actually, what the skilled players found out is that you can have some kind of throttle management by using uh, a skill of tapping the boost and the brake. Yeah, because because it, it's
1: basically like you go at fifty percent speed all the time. Exactly. So down, constant speed constant monitor. speed because acceleration it's, it's is something like, uh, that causes sickness. That's kind of like
3: uh,
2: like that's like Rogue Squadron though, you know? Like some of those yes. some of those like you know console uh, space yes, games were like that. Very,
3: very much like that.
2: Mm.
3: And so and so you use the boost and the brake to uh, to to you drift know, and to slide.
2: You know, I'm actually okay with that considering like I mean I know it's not I know it's not like dogfighting, like what you would want, say from you know Free Space Two or X Wing Alliance or something like that, or X Wing versus Tie Fighter. But uh, for for something that's meant to be like a, a, a I mean, the, the, I would assume I haven't played it, but I would assume
3: the maps aren't that large. Uh depends on the map. Depends on the game mode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to I watch mean, some YouTube video of this I, thing.
3: Cause... I, if if I if I remember correctly from
2: like my lore with Eve Online, since I play Eve Online a lot, fighters in general typically never like had stop mo- like stop movement features, other than to say uh, to like dock or land or something like that. They were usually always flying, and the the lack of. Management between like shields, weapons, and stuff like that makes sense when you consider how the rest of EVE lore works. You don't really have that kind of option.
3: Hmm. So it would be because of the lore and not because of the game design?
2: Partially. And because, I mean, I was watching FanFest and they were talking about how they're introducing new ground-based maps, right? Over, like, snow-covered hills and stuff like that with, like refinery assaults and stuff like that. And one person asked in the audience, cause they had a Q and a at the end. And he said, is the flight mechanic going to be the same or different for it's
3: exactly the, ground the stuff? same.
2: And the, and the guy says, well, it's going to be the exact same because we want to make sure we keep the, the, it all the same across the board. Cause the ground yeah.
3: stuff, just to be clear, the ground stuff is just a single new map. Right. That's it. Right. What? It's just a new map. One, one the, um, <sighs> okay. that, that's the issue I have with the, with this game I like it a lot but the dev the devs are just mm, uh, uh, well, sorry uh, that's
2: that's that's my that's my issue with ccp though in general they've they've never really been focused properly um I I mean they they kind of had to branch out because they needed to make money elsewhere because like you know eve wasn't enough um you know, why, didn't, so they had, why didn't they bring they Dust their... to the
3: PC then? Well, because they couldn't, money. because they can't, because it because would be de- it would be destroyed by every other FPS on the PC.
2: Well, uh, partially, but mainly the the whole thing with Dust Five Fourteen was it was a licensing issue with Sony. So with Sony, they're like you're exclusive to our console and you can't put it anywhere else. So when Dust Five Fourteen ended and CCP pulled the plug, they had to begin development on a new game, which they're in the middle of developing. Um, but it's not dust 514 it's a, it's a whole new fps that they're working on but again it's like you know they have eve online they have eve valkyrie they have two other vr Gen games Jack which and are, uh, arena and yeah, uh, something like that yeah which are which are mobile vr games they're not even they're not even oculus rift type games and then there's this other new vr game that's like um it's almost like, tron. like a tron the, the,
1: the Disc, disc Wars, yes. almost yeah You know know what I need? I need Titanfall VR.
0: uh, Thanks. Hell Uh, yeah. There was a
3: demo in the early days of the Oculus of uh, a game that was uh, a bit uh, halfway between Titanfall and MechWarrior. Yeah, -hmm. it actually reminded me of Robot Jocks. It was very much like Robot Jocks. we, We never heard about it again since the demo stage. I should look up what they have become.
2: So I think I think really as part of our topic, one of the things that I think that we've all really kind of come to the conclusion of is you can really make uh, a good flight mechanic game, um, but it needs something to, like, go with it. Or, you know, you can make a halfway decent flight mechanic game and have good narrative, or you need objectives or something. We're not getting we're not getting enough of the second part. I think we're getting enough yeah. of the the first part. But we're yeah. not really getting enough of the second part.
0: Well, the first part I think it might be even harder to do than the actual mechanics of the game itself, like coming up with a good story, good characters, good well, dialogue. Well, that that's that's, that's, that's what I mean. I think I yeah.
2: think we're looking at the parts in the different orders. So like the flight mm. mechanic type stuff, we're getting variations of a same tune with different games, right? Like have, yeah. Uh Elite Dangerous, you have Starsis and if you play Arena Commander, you have um <laughs> the the new um Starfighter Inc., which Jim's talked briefly about. I mean you have different ways of doing flight mechanics. You even have um the No Man's Sky weird ass flight mechanics. What too. was that game uh, that
1: we played? Uh and I cannot think of the name of it now. We're we're flying down through the canyons and stuff. We got the, the oh, tour from the devs.
2: Oh, oh uh. Oh, bollocks! Infinity Battlescape.
1: Yes, that is probably the best planetary flight that I've ever had. Oh uh, right, as far as these games go, that was just like that was just, like, that that was was just like balls of the wall. Even even for even for, a,
2: even for a demo, just flying was so much fun. Well,
1: you know what was so fascinating to me there is the ship didn't have wings, but it was a lifting body, so you still had to bank and turn because you know it, it, it's like. Uh, you're basically flying something that's shaped like the Millennium Falcon, but if you pull the nose up because of the shape of it, because it's a disc, then it's going to have lift. So you flew it kind of like an airplane, but it was more like flying a aerodynamic brick. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, but, oh, God, the momentum that you had there, right? Because you could fly it around like a plane, but then if you tried to turn really sharp, then you realize, like, oh, no, I'm playing a Newtonian physics spaceship game because now I'm flying backwards or sideways or whatever, right? Um but yeah I really like that game a lot. So can you
2: repeat the name? It. Infinity Battlescape.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll send you a link.
0: Yeah it, it kickstarted what, about two years ago? A year ago? Something Ish. like that. Yeah.
2: There's their Indiegogo indie Gogo thing there. It's uh, December twenty fifteen is when it was funded. Hundred and ten percent
3: funded.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, they found it. So, yeah, that's one uh we're looking forward to. Um, but yeah, back to back to our topic. One another thing I wanted to mention uh that I think these two games do particularly well is they make their uh, varied fighters and bombers feel different enough that you feel like you're flying in something different. Like like with Wing Commander, like they ne- the fighters never really felt that different. You know, like, oh, the broadsword is slower and turns a little slower. Whoop-de-doo, you know? I mean, it never really felt that different. But in TIE Fighter especially, flying an assault gunboat feels very different than flying a TIE Fighter. Flying a TIE Bomber feels very different than flying a TIE Interceptor, you know? So they they tweak the flight model just enough, I feel, to give you a different feel per each craft. You know what I mean? So, so I think that they really, like, some missions that never felt like they gave you the right tool for the job. Like, oh, you're giving me a gunboat, really? Uh, fine, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I guess I'll take the gunboat, but, um, but yeah, I think. You, go ahead.
3: Uh, I think it's like um, it's an extension of the energy uh, system. It's, you have three main class of ships that have each one a focus. One is focused on speed, one on power, and the other on health or something like that. And that's what gives you the different feeling for each of the ships.
0: This is true, yeah. I mean, they really did a good job, like, making the Interceptor feel different than the Heavy Fighter, feel different than the Bomber, feel different than the... More uh, jack of all trades fighter, uh, and, and it's not just about energy. It's about like how they felt when you were flying, how fast they went. Uh, so yeah, it's just these little things they did to tweak the flight models. I think just enough to uh, to to um, to make uh, to make it feel right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Now, so let me say the worst goddamn flight model in all of space games. Oh, is hit me, the
0: Sky. Oh, is it? I never. Pl- yeah. I haven't played it. Is yep. it that yep. really? It's that. Yeah. It's I hear it's not great. much of a. I hear it's not much of a flight model. I hear it's more like a well, swimming. That's, that's the thing. Someone described it as. A it. Someone, well, someone the, described it as. Days, Sorry. Good.
2: I was as, as I was gonna say in the early days with No Man's Sky. I don't know how it is now since they've done a lot of updates. But you had to have some mods just to get it to like you know I want to land here. Well, we're gonna land you somewhere within like. 300 yards of where you wanted to land
1: yeah because it would pick what? like a flat spot it wouldn't let you land somewhere oh come on a little bit of an and you
3: were not free to crash either yeah well that's the, the one thing faster went. to uh if you tried to go straight to the ground the game said nope and you were flying away
1: yeah so there's that's a true. there's a low altitude limit oh, and come you on. can't get below a certain ceiling until you hit the land key, and then it'll let – there's a mod that lets you do it, though. The The mod for the flight model actually fixed the hell out of that flight model. Um, but the the one thing in there is even when you're in space, right, there's no ground to worry about at all. If you If you just pull up, right, you can actually tell when the ship, like, points vertical and then, like, flips over the other way because there's resistance to it it's it's like um it doesn't want to face directly upwards because it is a horizontal model so it actually just does like a transition at the top and like you know pops over and then you're going the other direction it's not a smooth 360 flight model it's it's very much like you're flying on a flat plane and you know there's altitude but it's not like a sphere it's really weird feeling because it's it's just like I'm I'm pulling on the stick and the game shouldn't be resisting me, and then you know if I try to just go horizontally, it's fine. So you can tell it's it's like something really weird going on there.
2: Someone I, I had... quite remember that Battlestar Galactica Online had a similar issue. Oh really? That you couldn't yeah if you tried to pull up, you'd eventually just start going into a spin because what? you couldn't go straight up. There there was a limit technically yeah. on how on how high in terms of altitude from zero you could be.
1: Uh yeah well this this thing it's it's also angle right it's like the game gets confused whenever the when the vertical component like the you know the the y angle becomes zero it's just like i don't know which way i'm facing and kind of resists it so it hesitates for quite some time so it's like a struggle to get it to flip over the the pure vertical coordinate it's it's really weird feeling. It's offensive, but
0: yes. other than that,
1: I, I I had hoped it would have. Okay, so uh, one of the games it's it's a space dogfighting thing, but it's also very much a flat space thing. Is um, uh, Everspace. Yeah. But I love that game. Yeah. I could play that all day. It oh, does yeah. not oh, offend yes. me.
0: Someone told me that the flight model of uh No Man's Sky is basically like swimming through pudding. Does that sound
1: accurate? That's that's apt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that that's what that's what I heard, and and it's it's a shame that uh, apparently not much has been done to fix that.
2: There's been more stuff done to the planetary aspects, like your your you can buy a freighter, and then you can make that a mobile base that that as you travel through the galaxy, you can have it follow you, and you can store ships on it, which is kind of cool. Okay, great. The flight model, yeah, not so great. But
1: mm. I, I guess we're making some improvements. So, so what you, yeah, sure. It's not the improvements we want, but hey. So, what do you think of uh, Mike Tapul's uh, House of the Flying Nun? Or,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, House of the Dying Sun, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it that bad? No, no, it's great.
0: No, no like the, it. the dog fighting has always been the best part of that game. That is. That is a pretty close successor to TIE Fighter, I would say, because there's not much, there's not a lot of energy management. It's kind of there. Um, but, uh, that, that's definitely a solid successor in terms of flight modeling. Uh, the gameplay, which is why I'm not keen on it, it was really pared down from the initial design. And it, I think it lost something for it, um, in my opinion. But, um, in terms of pure dog fighting, it's not bad, especially if you just want to use a controller and just jump in. It's not bad.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it for, um, well for that. Right. But it's, it's like little quick set piece battles, a little bit of RNG kind of thing. But you know, it's, it's like, here's a situation, jump in there, figure out how to kill this stuff and at a great disadvantage and then get the hell out. Cause you're going to lose if you stick around too long. And I, I think that was his intent right from the get go. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like it for what it is. Um, the control stuff, it, it's unfortunate you can't use a uh, stick and throttle with it. Try as hard as I could to get it done. Um, but it's, you know, gamepad. But I play it mouse and keyboard. I just don't give a shit. Uh, and I do just fine with that. But, mm-hmm. it, yeah, for the game that it is, because it's, it's a little space roguelike kind of thing. It's ever spacey in, in a different flavor. But it's it's definitely like... You're gonna die a lot.
0: Yeah. So uh, and and the other um, solid uh, first-person shooter uh, sim we've gotten in the last few years is called Ethereum, but that bar that bar is more in the flight um, the wing commander flight model, uh, so it's again kind of flying a desk a bit. Not as bad, but not as not as good as Free Space Two or Tie Fighter. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up in terms of Free Space 2 and TIE Fighter, which I, the, the area I think they excel at mechanically, are the weapons. Um, a lot of times with space games, like weapons are like, eh, eh. You know, like you pull your trigger and it doesn't feel like you're doing much. Or it feels like you're doing, like, the weapons in TIE Fighter and Free Space 2 are fantastic. Because you feel like you're doing damage. You you feel like you're firing some firing something that has weight and and meaning to it, you know? Yeah, I like
1: mean? Uh, like Space Raiders or what the hell was that called? That uh, magic game. The what? Star,
0: oh, um, Star Raiders. Star, Star Rangers. Rangers. Star Rangers. Yeah, yes. Star Rangers. Yes.
1: That game had criminally bad feeling weapons. That was really the only fault with the game. Yeah, It was just like. The lasers were just kind of like pew
0: pew pew. Yeah, you you and felt like and, you had to fire a million of them just to do a little bit of damage. Yeah, and uh, and when you hit the enemy, it sounded like dice rolling a cup. Which <laughs> it was, was a really Yahtzee offensive. cup. It was such a Yahtzee. Yeah, cup. That's exactly what that was. It's like why? Why are you using that sound effect? But, well, you know, that, that's a whole
1: nother topic, right? Is like when you hit the enemy, um, the games let you know, right? It has to. There's no sound mm-hmm. in space, right? You're not gonna mm-hmm. hear explosions and stuff. But, um, oh, God, what the heck, what game was it? Well, Wing Commander used to be doing it a lot, too, right? Like, when you're hitting the enemy, you would actually, oh, is privateer. is the sound effect that is just burnt into my brain. So when you're hitting the enemy, and it's like, bonk, 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 bonk. Like,
0: <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah, that kind of like, really? This is the... Yeah. Uh, but it was only with those beginning lasers, though, wasn't it? Like, didn't the sound effects get a bit meatier I, as, as your? Weapons? I never
1: really got past the beginning lasers. Oh, and
0: that thing. oh man, yeah, no, you got to, uh, you got to, yeah.
1: I got, uh, I got it. I need to just you.
0: You got to get to that Tech weapon, that steltech alien gun. Oh my god! Oh, you
1: mean the shit they take away from me? In yes, the fancy yes,
0: spoilers. yes. That gun. That beautiful, beautiful. There's gun. people.
1: There's people still mad about that. Like I'm mad about. I'm. I'm uh, still people, mad about it. You know, my cow away in black and
0: white. No, I'm still mad about it. I, I refuse to play Righteous Fire because of it. Like I know there's more Privateer out there in Righteous Fire. I will not play it because they took my gun away. I but flat it, out refuse. Uh,
1: privateer Gemini Gold.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I like.
1: I like that a lot. Um, the a big problem that I had with the original Privateer. Is that the enemies did not feel like you were dogfighting them? It's like they were, they would head directly at you, and you would trade you would trade shots, and then they would head directly away from you. But
0: that's Wing Commander,
1: and then you try to hit them.
0: But that's Wing Commander.
1: I, yeah, but it was worse than it was. Well, yeah,
0: because they gave you a really day. shitty ship. Excuse me, a really crappy yeah. ship in the beginning. Not, I mean, nothing you flew in the beginning of Wing Commander one or two was as bad as the Tarsus. Nothing, right? So, I mean, okay. Even the one, was it? The it, ferret? It a, was it the ferret in Wing Commander Two? You know. Yes. Uh, even that. Ancestor was, of the
1: Albion skunk.
0: Yeah. Even that was better uh, than the Tarsus in terms of fighting. You get a you couple. Know. You get a couple. Uh, you get a couple hits on a Tarsus. Yeah. Goodbye.
3: And so, what's your, what's your take, uh, guys? Between. Uh, Beam weapons and pulse weapons. Oh. Do you have any kind of preference?
0: I actually love a. I actually, I love a good mix. Like my favorite is like when you have, like Elite does a good job of this. I think when you have a beam weapon that takes down shields, and then you have like a mass driver that that chinks armor. You know, I love that mix. And, I uh,
1: I like. I'm going back to Battlestar Galactica again. Mm-hmm. Putting big thirty millimeter slug throwing <laughs> on a spaceship
0: is yeah. Those those are nice. Those because, the guns in BSG are are yeah. Those are fantastic.
1: Yeah, because okay, kinetic weapons are going to win, right? It, because lasers, it, it's it's like I can just make my hull out of ceramic and you can shoot me with a damn laser all day and I'm not going to care, <laughs> right? Because you're, you're not going to cook me. Um, the the scary ah. weapons would actually be radiation weapons, because it doesn't hurt my ship at all. You just bake the pilot, right? That's oh. reason enough to not put a pilot in it. Um, the the real deal would be, you know how like a elite does that telepresence thing, where you know you're you're not really in the fighter, you just like plug your brain in and into the fighter kind of thing. Um, that would be the solution, I think, if if you could do, do such wait, a wait elite does that? Yeah. Yep. You're not in the flight. You're not in the fighter. You're still in the ship, but, and that's why the fighter can get destroyed. And then you just are back.
3: Oh, oh yes, yes. Yes. The small fighters. Yes.
1: yes. Sorry. And then they also do that for whenever you do the multi-crew stuff, which I think is, uh, Bad. but, um, yeah, not real great. I, I think it's like, you should, I mean, I see why they did it. Cause it's a concession to fun, but it's, it's, like, okay, I'm going to teleport my friend here, but it, but they're actually just like a hologram. And then they can operate in the ship and pretend to sit in a seat. But it's it's just like, eh, okay. Um,
3: but yeah, I agree with the telepresence of the pilot. Uh, initially, when I was uh, thinking about the technical lore in my game, I, I really struggled between, do I want to put the pilot in the ship or do I want to invent a new technology that allows the pilot to be safe on a, on a carrier that hmm. can? Uh, because in the end, we know that that's what's going to be the case in the real space war if, whenever we reach that level of technology, yeah, we are not going to robots. send people. Yeah. Even nowadays, um, fighter pilots are, are going the way of the dodo.
0: Sorry, responding to the chat. Um, yeah, it's so Sorry, th- Sorry, I think I think what you're saying is it, is it makes sense and having a good mix, having like uh, the the laser weapon, the beam weapons. It's it's because hmm. I enjoy shooting all of those things, you know. Well,
1: it's it's the it's the Star Trek and Star Wars convention, right? It's much more exciting to see a big pew pew laser, right? Cause true. Hey space, right. Star Wars is so responsible. Well, We wouldn't have the genre if it wasn't for star Wars. Right. Um, so I think in a way, every single star fighter game has got to like pay respect to the X-Wing um, and in some way. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. because it's going to get a comparison. It yeah. just absolutely it's
0: will. It's true.
1: And, and you know what, that's what people expect that's what people want. So it, it's kind of a thing of like, you can deviate from that to make it different, a little more interesting or whatever. But I think the core experience still has to be rooted firmly in X wing wing commander kind of, because Wing commander was trying to be X wing, he just couldn't get the license. Right. Right. You know, you know that story. Um, so, you know, every, everything comes back to X wing in the end. And, uh, the stuff that deviated from that too hard, you end up with stuff like manas, uh, Ugh. which I think has its own, uh, it has its own merits. Right. But it was one that tried to just go full on Newtonian physics. Right. And nobody was receptive to that because it was way too different.
0: Sorry. I hate and, that. Uh, you know, I hate that. game. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know I hate that. But, it, but it's like whenever I was trying to
1: play like frontier, right. Frontier first encounters. Um, that is also not a turn and burn game. And what I found out in playing that thing, like many years later, whenever I, I went back to it, um, and, you know, if you if you play uh, Pioneer Scout, you get the exact same experience. If you get in a dogfight with another ship and you just head at them full engines and they come at you, then you end up jousting. So you'll just blast past each other. And then have to turn around and and close the the gap again over and over and over. Well, if you just don't do that, if you if you are actually a little bit cautious with the throttle, um, you can actually turn it into a you know like a chase fight instead of a bunch of jousting. But the the normal player, their reaction because of how you do everything in any other games, right, hmm. is like step on the gas, point it toward the enemy, squeeze the trigger, and then you realize like oh shit, now I am like ten miles past him. Because okay. you you know you, you get a you get a series of of head on passes right. um, and that doesn't win fights, but if you're actually if you think about the throttle a little bit and maneuvering and you have to think in advance with the maneuvering right so um and you just don't want too high of a closure rate because if you have a super huge closure rate then you' you know you're gone right. um, but then if you have a low closure rate you have a prolonged nose to nose initially where he's going to be shooting you for a long time. So uh. can you deal with that? Uh, I don't know. Mm. You know, And and if you try to maneuver around that, then you're taking your guns off the enemy and you're letting him shoot you in the side for free. So it's, that's sort of a, a thing that's like very counter to everything that you would think to do. Um, but it actually works. so, you just got to have enough shields to deal with it. Hmm.
0: Well, it sounds like we got to wrap up. Uh Raj, did, did we cover all the things you wanted to talk about? Did, did, did you get some ideas and whatnot? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's a it's big a, topic. It's a big topic. Yeah, we might have good. to do another, we don't hey. have to do another show on it. It's a huge topic. And I think, I kind of think we only scratched the surface of it. Uh. And we've, been, we we've been going for almost two hours. So I think, it might be good to think on it a bit and, and circle back in maybe a couple of months. Like maybe when you're well,
1: I think the question, the question really is, I mean, this is a survey of us mm-hmm. of like, what did we think was important across a, a very wide variety mm-hmm. of things? Yeah. But, but to you though, cause you're making a, a game. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what do you want your game to feel like? What, you know, whether it's popular or not or, or whatever, what's your vision? For what you want the experience to be, because that kind of informs, you know, it's like we start there and then we bend it to where people will be able to deal with it, not the other way around, I think.
0: It's
3: a bit, a bit, uh, it's a bit of two, of both. I mean, the point, the main point that I want is a game that feels uh, tense and exciting. Sure. I mean, basically, I, I would love to be able... Well, I, I mean, it's a little bit uh, presumptuous to say that, but I would love to be able to do something like what uh, the new Doom did to the franchise. It's just to rebuild something using modern technology and getting the same old feeling, but without... Just to include better without, multiplayer. Uh, yes. Uh, it, excuse me. Uh, I... Ah, sorry. Uh, rebuild uh, the franchise and... Um... Ah, sorry, I'm losing my words. And making the game exciting uh, like they were at the time, but without using the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. I so don't you, want the so you modernize to be because it. Of the nostalgia, not because of the nostalgia, but exactly because of how they feel. No,
1: well, the fair. new Doom...
2: The new Doom definitely did a really good job from a single player standpoint. Like it was truly a great game that stood on its own, that was built upon an established franchise, and it holds its own. I think in in the realm of the Doom series, what was nice was they didn't have to do this to make it good, but they did. Uh, just for the the fans' sake, was there's tons of little Easter eggs and hidden secrets that you could find yeah i mean they, they that indulged added, the nostalgia that, that added the nostalgia but it wasn't like what made the game yeah, good that's, that's exactly I, the- I think
1: the reason that doom was perceived as a unique game it's the same gameplay from 20 years ago but we have abandoned that in the industry and to go back to it people are like oh yeah now i remember this is this was was good. And that's why, about why exactly the same, this
3: for a long time. And that's about exactly the same state that we are in the dogfighting space game.
1: Right. So well, I would I would say you can't lose if you model it after X-wing. You just absolutely cannot lose. Um but if you want something that's a little more realistic than that uh you c- you can do some uh like like with what Diaspora did. I think personally the the best thing that you could do is play through diaspora and and just kind of study that flight model and like what makes it good and and you know how you could improve on that but i think that's your baseline experience because it it took what was already good in free space and perfected it
3: at least to see. my to my uh liking because you know, um... I'm. I'm not sure. I think I posted the link in the chat a few a few months ago, because what I am really trying to go for is, as I, a, a bit as I said that earlier, is some kind of car race in space. I mean, transform the dogfight into something that feels like a car, mm-hmm. and get that that feeling of intuitivity. The guy should be able to take the commands and feel like he knows how to fly the thing. Okay.
1: So I, I think to that end, um, the way that I would go about that is I would do it with throttle management. Right? Exactly. And, yes. and if you have energy management, so up, up to a certain amount of acceleration or velocity that your, sh- that your ship has, the ship's compensation will make it fly like an airplane. And then if you exceed that, Like, let's say, like, up to half throttle, it's going to fly perfectly right where you point it. If you exceed that up to full throttle, then you're going to start the, you know, like the drifting turns and things. And then if you, if you like double down, like if, you know, like Wing Commander, if you hit the afterburners, then you've got a wild rocket at that point because you're, you're going to just go wherever the nose is pointed and, you know, and also slowing down from that, because um, those games they pretty much immediately slowed you back down to normal speed. But the thing about you know afterburners like that, if you if you have that much acceleration, it doesn't just go away on its own. You have to stop, but you know you have to slow back down. So also if you're if you're leaving the fight, if you want to leave, you want to continue to go the way that you're going at that speed. So I would shut my compensators off at that point and just maintain that afterburn speed. But that kind of breaks gameplay.
3: Yeah, they'll exactly, never catch you. Exactly. It's not really good because right now I am working on um, kind of a – the the technology of the ships that I, uh, I am going to use is based on, um, you know, the, um, the EM drive that uh, yeah. that is theorized to exist – yeah. I just added a, a literal twist to this to this theory by making it rotate. It generates some kind of field that making actually drill through space, if you wish. Mm-hmm. So that gives you friction, and so that gives you the ability to drift. And as an as a kind of bonus, I I devised a system that cannot have any magnetic field inside the ship, so you cannot have Conventional generators because they are basically man- magnets running inside of a mm. of a coil, so you have to use uh, internal combustion engines in space to make it turn.
1: Oh, that's that's actually really interesting. You know, the other thing that's going to screw up, right, is uh, radar, like yes. your sensors and stuff. You're not going to have conventional radar and, and exactly. Um, but uh, another thing that you could get into there would be. Uh, because of the nature of that, it might be hard to get a lock on somebody from a great distance because, you know, it's, it's just going to disrupt it too much. So you might have to get close into dogfight range, more like a Star Wars kind of thing, to hit the guy. Otherwise, your your weapons just w- wouldn't track yes, anyway. Yes,
3: b- because that's something that I am very sure that I will not have any uh, kind of aim assist. Mm-hmm. It will all be in a straight-line shooting Without any uh, gimbal,
1: okay. Because I remember vaguely in uh, in the Mobile Suit Gundam anime, they had some the safety
3: like, particles. Yeah, uh, no, um, Mino, Minkowski particles. Minovsky particles, yeah. yes, and that's why
1: they couldn't hit each other with missiles from. That's why
3: miles. they had to develop uh, the armor, uh, the mobile right. armor suit. Yep. So I think maybe your drive
1: could act as something like that. Where, you know, you could shoot missiles at somebody, um, but they're going to have a hard time tracking, as opposed to, you know, modern missiles, which are pretty damn flawless unless you actually outmaneuver it.
3: And that actually allows gameplay, because if you try to be too realistic, you, you are forced to admit that, hey, the weapons are smarter than humans, and they will hit every time. Yep. Yeah, so that, so
1: that gives a reason to put the the guns back in human hands, you know, because, yeah, it's like computers can help predict or whatever, but if the computer can't perceive it like your eyes can, then it's back to the humans again.
3: Yeah, because uh, I basically managed to get a, a nearly analogic uh, spacecraft. It only has a nuclear reactor on board that transforms um, the thermal energy of the reactor to uh, electricity via something called the uh, thermo-ionic effect. It's a nice uh, thing that uh, you, you put two plates of metal, one hot plate, one cold plate, and you leave a little, very little gap between them, and the hot plate will have electrons that will jump to the other plate, and that will create current without having to use turbines or movement. Hmm. It almost sounds a little bit steampunk. That's the point. I I, I want to have a a steampunk feeling and a car enthusiast feeling, some kind of a mix inside.
0: That sounds so awesome.
3: I I have a lot of dance on that front. And right now, I am uh, going into the meat of... uh, I actually built the game and rebuilt the game about three times now. Because every time I change technology, that's another issue. But uh, I, I am—I have worked on the game for nearly one year and a half now. And uh, you, I am hoping... Do you have a like, YouTube video sorry. or something up? of a build? No, no. Right now, I'm not showing anything. Okay. <laughs> I am too ashamed of the aesthetics. <laughs> because that's something where I'm not very strong. I have a strong technical background. And uh, I know I will have a right. good game feeling in the end, and I still have to to nail down the aesthetics. Well, yeah, but it's programmer art at this point. Right? Yes, exactly. So, when, I'm when, not showing any of
0: that. When do you think we'll be able to get our mitts on it? When do you think we'll be able to play it? Like, next year? Uh, or this year?
3: Th- that's kind of the issue, because I have the luxury to not have to worry about money at the moment.
0: Ah, no, nice.
3: So That must be great. I, I, I don't like- have... <laughs> oh yes, it is great. After ten years, of, uh, I, 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 I started my career very early when I was twenty years old, oh. and I immediately went into corporate uh, corporate uh, software.
0: Nice.
3: And I spent fifteen years working in that uh, in that domain, and I burned out in the end. Mm. And now I am going for my passion project, actually, and. Right. Initially, it was supposed to be only VR and uh, small VR games. You know, the, the the exact kind of shitty stuff that we said before. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so right, right.
3: I, I I I very early realized that this wasn't going to be worth it economically speaking. And it right. is playing Elite uh, and Valkyrie in VR that told me uh, there is still room in this market. There is still People in the Valkyrie community are not happy. People in the Edit community are not happy. There is somewhere in the middle a spot for a new game, yeah, a new franchise. Yeah, there
0: totally is. That's what we talked about last week, is that there aren't nearly enough first-person space sims as there should be. Um, I mean, we're all glad the space genre is basically back, but there needs to be more TIE Fighter and Free Space clones. So I'm glad to hear you're working on one. And Less for Rex. And I can't wait to play it, but take your time, do it right. No rush, no rush. We're patient, well, at least we are, because uh, there's so much else to. Oh my God! There's four big games coming out in May, you guys, next month. Jesus, when do we you got know, the time? Oh my God! Anyway, you know, um,
1: I'm I'm watching uh I'm watching an Eve Valkyrie video right now. Mm-hmm. This like looks like it would feel a lot like House of the Flying Nun. <laughs> Seriously
0: you gotta stop calling it that anyway
1: no, i'm gonna do it forever because he <laughs> he, he took a great he name much, and then changed it
0: i did like i did like enemy starfighter more i'll tell you yeah. it's a little more generic but it's just so on point anyway
1: yeah but i I'm, I'm looking at this and because like he was saying about you know you squeeze one trigger to to you know speed up and the other trigger to break and and uh Flying Sun does exactly that. It really and does. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know the game that we didn't mention all night what? is um, is uh, Stripe Suit Zero.
0: Oh. There's a reason we didn't that, mention it. There's a reason. Because it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, but you can, <laughs> not
1: you can good. turn into a robot.
0: Yeah, and then you kind of sit there and you become a turret. You don't really move much. You stripe yes, a little bit. That's robotic.
1: Basically, yeah. basically, yeah, you it, turn, in, it is. turn into a robot. Launch a thousand missiles, and, and then, then turn back, back into, a into a plane. It
0: wasn't fun. That's it exactly really wasn't fun. <laughs>
3: the
2: concept <laughs> that, was think, good. The concept the execution is good, was terrible.
3: But, yes, you need uh, you need something. The robot part should not be in the vacuum of space. You should have a reason, for instance, to land on an asteroid oh, or on nice. a space hulk, mm. and, and then move uh, move around using the legs and the mobility that you can have with a bipedal robot. That's a and good then point. you can maybe build something around that. Yeah.
1: I am also... You, you know,
0: the
1: know they're, doing, they're doing this ground attack mission that you were talking about. And, uh, you know, this reminds me, that other game that just doesn't make any sense to me, Dreadnought, where it, it's just like, okay, well, we're going to make it interesting because it's going to be spaceships, but they're going to fly among canyons on a planet. And, and it's like, mm, okay... I don't know. I think Fractured Space is the better game in the, in that case, but um that's just a weirdness like the whole like let's put spaceships on a planet. That's a genre unto itself that makes no sense. But you know you know what did it kind of interestingly. What what was that game? Was it Slipstream or uh, Slipstream? There there were games from the the, the, from racing the early 2000s. The racing No, no, game? not the racing game. There is uh, I have it No, I have it in Steam. Let me look
0: Oh well, while you're looking that up. Let's start wrapping up. Um, Raj, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. It's like the middle of the night where you are, so we really appreciate. It's you
3: not a problem. I have on. a free. T- I am free of my hours.
0: That must be nice. Uh, but we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. Basically, it's like what three, four in the morning right now, your time. Four and a half. Oh my god! But um, I woke up at twenty, so it's okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, we appreciate you, and we definitely want to talk about your game, once, whatever it's going to be called, once you're ready to show it. Um, Folks, we got a busy week coming up this week. Uh, First, uh, besides this podcast, we're going to be playing some Worms Armageddon on Thursday by request, by Hunter's request. That's very exciting, because I don't know who else you're going to talk to, but Worms Armageddon is pretty much the best game of the series. Really. it. I mean, they're all great in their own way. Well, most of them are. But Armageddon is really the pinnacle. So I'm excited about that because I don't know if you all have ever played Worms, but if you have and you haven't played a multiplayer, it's probably one of the best multiplayer experiences online or uh, in the same room that you can find. It's so fun. So yeah, Echelon what it was. Oh echelon, yes. The uh, ground based yeah, one. Which
1: is uh seventy nine cents right now.
0: And Wind Warriors. Huh. Um yeah, those are those are pretty fun. Not 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 great. It was, but those it was
1: are fun. like a weird Eastern yeah. European yeah.
0: thing. Back, for, back when yeah. Eastern Europeans were giving us all the games about this. Um Sunday uh we're having our next uh, monthly MMO meetup at nine AM Pacific time and uh, we're going to be playing Discovery Freelancer, which is a mod slash total conversion for Freelancer right
1: now.
0: Uh, yeah, we're we're spooling oh. up our own wow. server. What?
1: Yeah, the Never I've mind. got the... Yeah. Right, well, it's not the official server that we're going to have, but this is the test. Like, oh, I'm okay. figuring out how I'm going to yeah, manage this.
0: We're working on our uh, own server that should be up by Sunday. Uh, Hunter and Jim are making that happen. Thank you, guys. For that so uh, that's gonna be fun uh, you can uh, there'll be links to all that in the show notes there's links to that on the site um, on the calendar and and on the blog posts by the way and next week on the show we're gonna be talking mods we're gonna have the creator of the really fantastic looking free space 2 total conversion mod between the ashes um, which I've only played a mission or two of. It's fantastic. That's what that's next week's game of the week, too. Uh, so that's coming up next week on the show. So a lot of good stuff coming up. And finally, we're still running that iTunes review contest for uh, probably another week or two where if you want to review uh, our podcast on iTunes and take a screenshot of it and send it to us, we will put you in a drawing for a free game slash games. I've got a lot of keys just sitting around waiting to be given away. So, uh... So, yeah, uh, please um, please head over to iTunes and give us a review because that gives us more uh, visibility if you do that. So everybody wins. Um, so uh, we're still going to be running that for a little while. So, yeah. Uh, oh, and also it seems we had less technical issues with the Internet this week. That's because I turned off everything. So I think I'm just going to do that from now on. I, turn, <laughs> I turned off Steam. I turned off Galaxy. I turned off a bunch of crap. And uh I also didn't have a uh, restream going in the background. So I think that worked. So I think that's what we're going to be doing from now on. Um but yeah, thank you everyone for watching and uh listening. This is a really good topic and we're definitely we need to revisit it cuz I think like I said, we only hit the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more we could talk about. Uh but yeah, thank you everyone for uh watching and listening. Jim, Eric, Hunter and Raj, thank you for uh, being on and talking, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one, it's folks. Just mine. And ours too. Good night. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing.
2: Okay, sunshine down.